Pontius Pilate stands face to face with the Lord of the universe. Pilate is agitated by the circumstances, but is thinking clearly. And Jesus is exhausted from the first 12 hours of his passion, but his eyes glow with the love that had led him to this hour. He came to earth in order to save Pilate's soul. All the conditions are right for Pilate to detect in Jesus that which his heart longs for. Yet he doesn't. He is in the same room with Jesus, speaking with him, but he remains unmoved. Why? Jesus himself gives us the explanation when he tells Pilate, everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Whoever lets himself be led by what is true, brothers and sisters, whoever lets himself be led by what is true will hear and heed God's invitations to follow him more closely. But being led by truth requires humility. It requires recognizing a higher authority than oneself. If I am obliged to discover and accept what is objectively true, then I am not autonomous. I am not the master of my universe. I am not God. Making that act of humility which frees us from the bonds of selfishness is hard. To resist the tendency to obey the truth and to expose oneself to the love of God takes courage. Courageous, humble acceptance of truth. Of the truth that God is love. That's the only way to follow our eternal king and to experience the fulfillment that comes from being a citizen of his everlasting kingdom. You know, this connection between Jesus and truth is what explains the Catholic Church's teaching about receiving Holy Communion. Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. He is right there in front of us as the priest holds up the consecrated host and says the body of Christ. Just as he was truly in front of Pontius Pilate during, during his trial. If we answer the priest by saying amen and then receive communion, we are expressing our faith in Jesus Christ and our desire for his continued friendship. But if at the same time we refuse to accept or obey his, the serious moral teaching that he has entrusted to his church, then we are behaving exactly as Pilate behaved. On the one hand, recognizing Jesus as 
innocent, trustworthy, and good. But on the other hand, rejecting his claim to be the Lord, the king of the universe, the king over our lives. And this is why the church requires us to repent of and confess mortal sins before receiving Holy Communion. This is why the church requires leaders who have publicly supported gravely immoral laws to publicly repent before receiving Holy Communion. The church wants us to live in the freedom of the truth, not looking ourselves or not locking ourselves into the prison of hypocrisy as Pilate did, cutting ourselves off from God's grace. This is something that many high-profile converts to the Catholic faith have understood even better than many cradle Catholics, you know. Cardinal Newman, for example, gave up a prestigious and wealthy professorship at Oxford University in order to embrace the Catholic faith. When his friends tried to dissuade him at the last minute, they reminded him of the nearly 100,000 100, in today's value, $100,000 income he was giving up. And he answered, what is $1,000 when compared to one Holy Communion? That's a man who belonged to the truth and so was able to hear God's voice. The freedom of Christ's kingdom is an interior freedom, a peace and strength of soul that only his grace can give us. If up to now we haven't experienced that peace, that freedom, that strength of soul, as deeply as we would like, there could be a variety of reasons. One simple one could be that we just don't know his teaching well enough to understand and follow it. You know, in past generations, the values of popular culture were for the most part inspired by a Christian worldview. Entertainment, schools, and the general patterns of behavior encouraged by society were more or less in harmony with moral and spiritual messages that people would hear in church at Sunday Mass. And as a result, the Sunday homily was supported and reinforced by many other sources of input. But now that has changed. The world around us has been secularized and normal behavior is often profoundly anti-Christian. As a result, CCD and even the Sunday homily are not enough anymore. If we want to truly understand ourselves and the world in the light of Christ's truth, we have to take a more active role. If all week long we fill our hearts and minds with secular images and information, well, 
we will begin to think like secularists, even if we still come to Mass every Sunday. And then it will be no surprise that we aren't experiencing the interior freedom that Christ promises us. So following Christ our King faithfully requires seeking Him out, brothers and sisters, spending time each day in personal prayer, and spending quality time each week studying our faith. In a world that is rebelling against God, unless we are Christians who actively follow Christ, we will slowly slide into rebellion ourselves. As we continue with the celebration of Christ the King Sunday, let's promise our Lord that we will never let that happen to us.